1: Now back to kickoff with
0: Boomer Asiasen and Mike Valenti. All right, a lot left to do, including the game of the week. We got some great Mahomes stuff for you, so let's get to the best of the best. This week's best of the best of the best, this best week's of the best of the best of the best. And it's actually really this is this is some prime prime action here. Chiefs laying two as they go on the road. To Cincinnati. This is as good as it gets. For
1: yeah, that. it is. You know, and Mike, think about this. It's Patrick Mahomes' 75th game as a starting quarterback of the Chiefs. Seventy-five games. Where's the time gone? And you know, we just have come accustomed each and every week to see greatness out of this young man. And uh last week against the Rams, didn't really have to do much, but still had another great game. He is just so present in everything that they do, and he is one of the greatest leaders that I've ever seen at the position because he's one of the most talented players we've ever seen at the position, but he's also at least comes across as one of the best teammates, one of the most humble. And when you talk about leading teams, the only mark against him, I would say maybe his wife and brother on TikTok. That would be the only mark against him. But other than that, uh, if he does not complete another pass, a touchdown pass, or throw for another yard, until his 80th game, he'll have already thrown for more yards and touchdowns than anybody in the history of the league up until his 80th game.
0: He doesn't need to complete another pass. He's a Hall of Famer.
1: Yeah, he is. He's he's an amazing player. But you know what? Amazing players sometimes make mistakes and sometimes take too much on. And the interesting thing about this game, and I know it's a revenge spot for uh, the Chiefs because of what happened in the AFC Championship game, but Justin Reed gave all the bullpen, uh, bullpen, bolton fodder that you need for a team to really come in focused with a chip on their shoulder and give them a mental edge. And that's what he did for the Bengals. And Jamar Chase is going to be back. It looks like Joe Mixon is going to be back. And, you know, this is a game that the Bengals so desperately need. They cannot lose this game to the Chiefs.
0: Well it's you know it's interesting too you bring up Mahomes. Think about this. And I know he, you know a lot of people dismiss it well he plays for a good team and he's got Andy Reid but just think about this stat. With Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid in November and December is 34 and 4. Think about that.
1: It's ridiculous. That's
0: winning time in the NFL. And they haven't had
1: what you would say as a top 10 defense. No. No, cuz again, you know it's funny like you even
0: go back a couple years ago when Chris Jones got hurt, they were the worst defense in football. When Chris Jones came back for the playoffs, they were a top ten defense. Like it, we talk about Philly with Jordan Davis. Sometimes these one singular players are a linchpin to everything you do. Well, Jeffrey
1: Simmons for the Tennessee Titans, yes, great same example. type of player. When you think about it, and you know Eddie uh, Scizari works on our show here. He works the board behind uh, the glass uh, with uh, legendary Dolphins yeah, Legendary. Fan. And he re- remembers when we had Patrick Mahomes in here when he was a college kid and how I felt about him just after meeting and talking to him and shaking his hand. And he didn't come in here, Eddie, promoting anything, did he? He did not. He And he was one of the most i do don't—I confident young men I have ever met. And, and no I'm, entourage, just his mom's. Just his mom was in, with him. And, you know, his dad played baseball for the Mets, so I knew his dad. His, sure. his dad was Pat Mahomes. And I mean, and, and and the fact is, is that like, I just knew by meeting him that he was going to be great. Well, you know, what's
0: interesting. So, all right, we, we can, we can circle back to picking the game, but I I pulled this, this was an interesting note. He was talking this week about this game and somehow it came up about how he got drafted. Right. So I want to read this to you. So it was the first day I met coach Reed was at the facility. Mahomes said he was going through plays and I'm going to give you the inside scoop. This is Mahomes saying, Matt Nagy, who was the offensive coordinator, what ended up coaching the Bears, he liked me. So he gave me the plays they were going to go over the night before. <laughs> so Coach Reed's finding out here on this pod. It was the New Heights podcast, which I believe is the Kelsey brothers. Mahomes said that after Nagy told him which plays Reed would want to review with him, Mahomes spent the whole night cramming, goes in, and crushes it. He goes, I crushed the meeting. I stayed up all night. Mom said he got along well with Reed, and Nagy wanted him badly. He informed them they were going to need to trade up to get him after other teams started to kind of get the momentum and want to go up there. So here's the interesting part. A, stuff like that does happen in this league. Yes, it does. But B,
1: I wanted to see if you had a draft story to offer. Oh. Come on, I Uh, know it's... Mine was bad. Mine was bad. I thought I was going to be a top 10 player. It was me and Steve Young were the top two quarterbacks coming out in the 1984 draft. The Bengals had the first overall pick in the draft. They had a deal with Steve Young, supposedly, and then Steve bolted to the USFL. So I figured, naturally, I'm going to be the next guy. And I was the next guy for the Bengals, but I was their fourth overall pick in the 1984 draft, number 38 overall in the draft itself. The Bengals had three first-round picks because they traded that first-round pick to the New England Patriots, who took Irving Fryer. So I was the first quarterback in 1984 taken, but I had to sit and wait. And I, and I had to wait an extra four hours. I thought I was going to be a top-ten pick, and I didn't. I lasted until number 38. So I wasn't nearly as lucky as uh, Patrick was. But I will also tell you this. Here in New York, uh, Ben McAdoo loved Patrick Mahomes. And wanted to draft Patrick Mahomes. Now, I don't know. I don't remember where they were in the draft. I think they were behind the Chiefs. Uh, but I think you try to trade up and get them. And I also give Matt Nagy a lot of credit. You know, because Bears fans think that Matt Nagy forgot who he was. Uh, you know, as, as a coach or whatever. Yeah. But he recognized greatness. I recognized it just sitting in a, in a studio with, uh, with Patrick. And so did Ben McAdoo. And, you know, there's very few players that can really – you you really walk away with and you say to yourself that guy is a winner and I have to say is that the one player in all the years that I've done this and spoken to pre-draft players and even players that are playing in a league now I've never met a guy that was that confident in who he was as a human being and I could just feel it talking to him well first of
0: all I want to tell you that was very hurtful what you just did because you've brought up memories as a Giants fan of in a what three-year span we passed on Josh Allen, and then apparently Ben McAdoo wanted Pat Mahomes, and yeah, and true. phenomenal. I'm still looking at Daniel Jones blank stare.
1: You know, awesome. Now, now on the other side, I will say this: I also knew the Bengals were going to draft Joe Burrow. You know, he came in with the Heisman Trophy after he had that great senior season at LSU, and uh, I I handed him a Bengal helmet on the NFL today, and I said, welcome to our dysfunctional family, (laughs) because you're going to be the next quarterback in a long line of quarterbacks that have come through this uh, this franchise. You know, Carson Palmer, I did the same thing with him on the NFL today. So we had Achilles Smith, David Klingler, myself, Kenny Anderson, Uh, you have Carson Palmer, Andy Dalton. What about the venerable Jeff Blake? And we had Jeff Blake, that's right, that was right around my time as well, and then of course, now you got Joe Burrow, and Joe Burrow is another can't miss player who has the same kind of personality. He's transformative that that Pat has. And the great thing about Pat, Pat was a great baseball player. Joe Burrow was a great basketball player, an all state point yep. guard in the state of Ohio. So that told me all I needed to know about him and understanding how to lead a team and how to get the ball to people. So, I mean, two great quarterbacks, two like top two or three quarterbacks in the league, and it should be an absolutely. This fascinating game on so well. The
0: other funny part, too, is uh, you've heard the mixtape story with Mahomes, right? Yes, you know, yes. where basically like Andy Reid, once convinced, had a mixtape made and he brought it in to the owner, uh, Clark Hunt, and he goes, You need to let me do what I need to do to get this guy, and he pops in the tape. And again, for if you go back and watch him at Texas Tech. It's some of the most insane things you'll ever see. Now they weren't a good team; they're about a five hundred team. His whole career there, weird. Kingsbury couldn't win in November. Here's my surprise face. But you po- you watched him there, and you go, "What the hell is this guy?" I mean, back foot,
1: fifty five yards down the yeah. field. It's the same stuff, except it translated. It worked. So yeah, it's. But, but I'm still telling you, it goes back to who the person is, who the athlete is. Yeah, and I saw all those same tapes. And yeah they were amazing but meeting the young man was even more amazing more than the tapes and that's and that's the reason why I knew he was going to be an, uh, an exceptional player uh, right from the beginning so is he going to figure out your boy Lou Anaromo's defense in the second half talk to me about the game yeah i think this is like uh, you know Justin Reed did, did give Bolton board fodder and i i hate that when players do that because the last thing you want to do is raise the level of everybody's intensity for the game it's already intense as it is and these are mind games that coaches are always playing with players this has been going on since football uh began so um I love the way that Jamar Chase has responded to Justin Reed I love the way that uh Joe Burrows responded to him uh and the Bengal defense is the underrated aspect in this game nobody ever really talks about them And look what they did to Derrick Henry last week and that's Lou Anaruma sometimes playing with five down linemen now, he will not do that, and he will not blitz Patrick Mahomes. He will rush two and three at different times.
0: Frustrate him.
1: Yes, and they don't have Tyree Kill in this game like they had in the AFC Championship game. And maybe that's where the loss of Tyree Kill now starts to show itself in a game when the other team has an offense just as good as yours, if not better. I don't know if
0: I've ever seen Mahomes more frustrated than the second half of that game. So you look at that, and you go, okay. And I know this sounds crazy, Burrow versus Mahomes. This could actually be a defensive game. Like, I'm not saying some 13-10, but I'm saying it's also not going to be 35-32.
1: See, Lou Anarumo, to me, is a very confident, patient defensive coordinator. On the other side, Steve Spagnuolo is a little bit different. He's more aggressive. Blitz, 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 blitz. And a lot of one-on-one down the field. So I always knew going into a game, playing against a team that would like to blitz and would like to – Ramp it up on you. That now all of a sudden my athletes T Higgins and Tyler Boyd and uh, you know and Jamar Chase are going to be one on one down the field. Yeah. I will take that. I'll take every hit in the world to have that opportunity right. to throw the ball to them.
0: What do you make of the Chiefs' running back situation? Because that that is one I thought would be settled by now, and it's still like Price is right. They're just yeah. spinning the wheel. I,
1: don't you feel like they're pushing Edwards Hilaire Like they're not getting enough out of him. Yeah, I but, think he's a bust. But the other thing too is that you know Lamar. I'm Lamar that Patrick Mahomes is actually becoming more of a runner. But in this game, there's not going to be a lot of man coverage being played. There's going to be a lot of underneath and deep guys on the field, and they're going to try to keep Patrick from running 15 to 20 yards down the field. To me, here's the one piece of advice that I have for the Bengals. If you take the lead in the fourth quarter, whatever you do, make sure you leave less than 10 seconds on the clock. (laughs)
0: Yeah, less than 13 seconds, please.
1: So you're taking the Bengals? I am going to take the Bengals, yes. I'm
0: going to do it, too. I, I just – they're at home. I think they're the more desperate team. I think it means more to them. I think the Chiefs still have a little bit of that gra- – you know, the gravitas of a team that's won a Super Bowl. I, I just – I like the edge of the Bengals here. I'm going to, I think, I'm going to take I
1: them. think the focus of the Bengals for this game is exactly where it needs to be, especially they've won three games in a row. They scored 79 points before the game against the Titans – I could see them scoring 27 or more points here against the Chiefs.
0: All right, let's get to Boomer's final word.
1: You say after this, don't don't matter. This is
0: the final word. You
1: know, a couple things that I'm looking at, a couple players that really need to show me something this week. Number one, Daniel Jones of the Giants. Look, they have been shorthanded all year long. This is a legacy game for them. They're wearing their legacy uniforms against the Washington Commanders. They need to win this one. The other one is tuatunga Bailoa against the San Francisco defense. I want to see what that Miami defense looks like. And then, of course, Burrow versus Mahomes, Anarumo versus Spagnuolo. I think it's uh, Zach Taylor versus Andy Reid. It's got all the makings of a potential AFC championship rematch. Uh, if somebody can go into Buffalo and beat Buffalo, good luck with that.
0: Well, that's it. <laughs> You know, you bring it up, but I don't think it's meant more ever. I just can't see the Bills going into Arrowhead. And getting it done again. Again. I just can't. I just don't think you're going to get the shot to do it. Well, I think they must
1: get home field back. And that's why the Bills will be watching this game intently, hoping that the Bengals come away with the victory.
0: Yeah. Well, and the other one, I mean, look, it, it, it bums me out. But I'll tell you this. I think the Jets can go on a push. I think the Giants are going right in the toilet. And it sucks. But it's just they're out of bodies.
1: Boomers they're, are out of, bodies. They're, they're out of bodies. There are a couple teams that are surging. The Bengals are surging, yeah. the commanders are surging, the 49ers are surging. You know, feel pretty good about all of those teams and look forward to another great football Sunday.
0: And we will hit you next week with another episode of kickoff Boomer and Valenti. Talk to you then. It's, kick- kickoff, it's kickoff with Boomer and Valenti.